Sounds good. Well, thanks hey, for such a nice introduction. How are you doing? I'm good. I told Sean, I just got to say this out loud because I love it. It's the hashtag Boss Lee. I love that. <laughs> I love it. So I've kind of stalked you lately <laughs> and and watched all your social media. I've watched some of your training. I met you last year at Larry and Taylor's mm-hmm. Big Summit. Yeah. At the hotel in, in Frisco. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still super, super quiet because I was in that state of mind of, I don't belong here. I'm not supposed to be here. What am I doing here? But Sean was kicking me square in the pants going, get in there. Go. You can do this. And those are the kind of questions I have for you today. Um, and I kind of turned a corner in the last couple of days. And I told Sean one of the reasons I did is he's been telling me this for two years. But it took me hearing you basically saying the exact same thing, but in a different voice for it to finally settle in and me go, oh, OK, I got it. And and your energy, uh, the, I don't just the way you are. I connected with you. So my question that I want to ask you is at some point in time, there had to be a, a thought in you. And I, I listened to your testimony about how you had to sit alone in high school, uh, you know, the band nerd and all that kind of Uh-oh. There you go. Sorry. No, I had a phone call come through. Um, what was it that helped you make the switch from just dreaming and knowing that somewhere deep inside this was inside of you? What was it that helped you make the switch from just dreaming about it to going, I got this? And what were the first few steps you made to go attack this dream and grab a hold of it? Um, Well, I think that I grew up in a situation I wouldn't really wish on anybody. And so I used to talk a lot about not whys, but instead why nots. Um, And that was enough to drive me, to be honest. It wasn't about, I mean, I didn't know you could make millions of dollars, so there was no shift like that. That's definitely not a thing. Uh, But it was really when I saw that this was the first kind of thing where you could say that you are going to do something and it didn't matter that I was young at the time. It didn't matter that I was new. It didn't matter that I was, you know, inexperienced. It didn't matter that I was not successful or that I was in debt or whatever. It was a genuine profession that doesn't judge. And so when I started seeing that and seeing that it really didn't matter any of my excuses, it was just a work ethic conversation. I liked that because it felt like an even playing field. And that's very aligned with who I am as a human because I'm a very come-as-you-are kind of person. Like, I love and accept anybody, and I'll give anybody a chance. Um, Probably too many chances, but whatever. And uh, that was – this profession was, therefore, very congruent for me. So I don't know that there was, like, a moment except for maybe even just my very first event where I made money at my very – you know, my very first at-home party. And I thought, this – there is something definitely to this because I kind of thought it was a scam like people told me it was. Um, my big shift for realizing, oh, I could make millions was at GoPro, which is why I talk about it so often. Um, and it doesn't matter. I mean, I look at Eric so much as a friend now, more than a mentor at this point in my life, but I will tell you, he's mentored me a lot. And when I walked into that event four years ago and I was making $200,000 a year at the time and I was like, woo! You know, I was, I was like, I've made it. All these people are really going to care that I'm making $30,000 a month. And, uh, then Eric did the thing where he has you stand up 
and he has you, you know, stay standing if you're making a million dollars. And I looked around the room and there were a lot of million dollar earners, including a lot of kids, like 18 to 25 year old kids behind me. And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. Um, and then he did the thing where he goes, well, is any, how, let's find out who's made the most money in the room. And I'm like, what's it going to be like $10 million? I don't know. Cause that to me was like, I grew up straight poor. So I mean, I couldn't even imagine. And he, he says, anyone in here made 5 million? And like, every, like all these people are standing and he's like 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million, 50. And literally at the time the man had made over $90 million, Jeff Roberti. Now he's at like $110 million lifetime earnings four years later, something insane, not even investments. This is just money from his MLM. And I'm like, oh, Oh, this is like real, real. Like this is like an actual thing. Like I don't think people know this. And so when people are looking for like the defining moment for me, that was my holy crap. Like abundance is real. Like there actually is no limit to the amount of money you can make in this. And it's just, you know, people ask all the time, well, you know, how do you make more money? How do you do it? And it's just like, talk to more people. You know, it's just talk to more people. Um, and my concept around that, I've been saying this a lot in the last week or so, but my concept around that is just quite frankly, stop focusing on the sales, focus on the leads. So people are like, she's everywhere. She'll do, she'll do calls for anybody. She's on, she's got her podcast. She's on Facebook. She's on YouTube. She's on TikTok. She's on Instagram. She's like the herpes of the network marketing world. And I'm like, yes, I'm literally everywhere. I'm contagious, but it's intentional because you're, I will find people that love me. You know, I, I find, I blink and then there's 10 new customers a day. It's crazy, but it's because my focus has never been on, oh my gosh, I need five more people to get to this rank, 10 more people. No, it's like, let me just find, let me just make some friends. Let me just make some friends. Let me just make some friends. Let me just get some relationships. Let me just meet some new people. And, um, and I've just focused so much on that because then when you have more leads than you know what to do with the sales come, the recruits come. And, uh, so, but yeah, it really, my, my big turning point was that freaking GoPro when I realized, oh my goodness, I didn't think I was playing small. I'm playing small. Wow. I, you know, I was at that in Las Vegas last, or was it December? Yeah. I was there. And when he did that, I was, I was astonished because of the same thing. I'm like, golly, you've got to be kidding me. And then I just got really pissed off at the yes. people that were making that kind of money. And it just made me mad. But when I, that's what drives me. I was a big athlete in school. And um, if you tell me I can't or someone's better than me, it just pisses me off and makes me want to go, you know, just throat punch. Sure. And, go, and like, I think it. what's so strong about that is you look around a room like that. And so I was up front when he did that. And, you know, he was at, at the time, you know, he was, he got, he said, is anyone making two, two million a year? And you know, I'm still standing and whatever. But if you looked at the people who were like, you could argue we don't have much in common, you know, like Nicola Smith Jackson was standing, you know, I was standing. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, right. Like the, the multiple, you know, a bunch of people were standing. My point being like men, women, black, white, Hispanic, like everybody, and so 
for me, that just motivates. I mean, just like you said, I was never an athlete, but I've always been a competitor. And it, it got me going because I realized this is something where the only person you're really competing against is yourself. Cause honest to God, nobody's judging you in this profession. They're just not, they're, they're just not, and you'll find your people, you know? And I think that's one of my big tricks is I'm me very loudly. Like it to the point where it's funny, my videographer is here and he was like, man, these girls on your team, they are copying you like get their own drip. I'm like, I know, <laughs> but it's like, I'm me so loudly that it influences others to also be themselves. And sometimes they need to try on other people's personalities to kind of find out who they really are. Cause society tells you so often to be quiet, you know, from, I saw, I read this in a book. I'm a read, a big reader, but I don't know if you've ever noticed kids artwork from like zero till nine. So like fourth grade, it's so cool. Cause it's weird. No one's coloring in between the lines. Nobody's using the colors you're supposed to use. Nobody's using shapes you're supposed to use. But then there's something that happens somewhere between like that age eight, nine, 10, where there's so much of society or your parents or your parents' parents or your friends' parents or whoever telling you, or just the TV telling you, oh my gosh, this is the box you fit in. You color between the lines, you know, red goes with blue or whatever. I don't even know. Cause I don't know what the heck I don't fit into a box, but whatever. Like, and kid, it starts that early though. It starts that early. So, I mean, I just did a podcast episode on this, but it's like, people want to know why their business isn't growing. Well, it's because you're showing up as a diluted version of yourself. Like who is the actual Rhonda? Who is the actual Daniela? You know, because if you're being 10% of you or 20% or 50% or 80% of you, that's not 100% authenticity. And if you are authentically yourself, you're going to trigger people, which I know might sound really like, Ooh, that's a bad word in 2020. I mean it positively, right? Because I think when people are triggered, it makes them do something. And I'm not saying you're always going to align with what I have to say, but I'm saying that your people will align with you. But if you're not being the authentic version of yourself, then what you're going to notice is you're going to have a really hard time attracting people because people don't know where you stand. And so love me or hate me, I guess I've got a crowd of people that love me right now watching, but um, love me or hate me, you know very quickly if you would want to do business with me. And what a lot of people do is they do this lukewarm, diluted personality and they wonder why they have a hard time getting people off the fence, whether that's as a customer or as a recruit. And it's just because they're still trying to figure you out. But that might be because you're kind of still trying to figure yourself out. It seems like, you know, not you necessarily, but especially your team, you know, they're tiptoeing because ever since they were nine years old, they've been coloring in between the lines and trying to make everybody happy about who they are instead of finding out, oh my gosh, but this is who I am. So decide who you are, show up as who you are and just do it loudly. Just do it loudly. I'm just very loud. And I don't mean like vocally. I don't even mean personality wise because I'm actually super introverted if you spend any time with me. Like Sean spent time with me. I'm not the talker in the room. I am really quiet. But when I need to show you how smart I am in business, I'm loud. When I need to show you that I'm really world-class at building a brand or sales or recruiting or leadership development or whatever, then I'm going to do it loudly because it's something I'm confident in. So identify what you're confident in and just double, triple down on that. I don't personally subscribe to the 
thing that people say is the Michael Jordan thing, which I actually found out is not a true story, by the way. But anyway, people are like, Michael Jordan just decided to be the best at everything in basketball. You know, like that's the story we're told. You know, well, no, he's the best basketball player of all time, period, full stop. But like Michael Jordan's not the best defender of all time. He's not the best rebounder of all time. He's not the best. He said, here's my strength. And maybe there were things he wasn't great at that, yeah, he spent some time getting a little bit better at. But he became the best offensive player to ever play the game. And the best all-around basketball player to play the game. But that didn't require him to be the best defender. So I don't. if you're amazing at one thing, then do that. Like some people get frustrated because their coach is like, okay, well, I know you're doing great on social media, but maybe you shouldn't do in-person events, you know? Like maybe not. And I was told that. I'm using that as an example because people kept telling me, you can't build a business online. It's not possible. Okay. Right? Okay. What's happened? Like, really? What happened? Like, what happened to those people then that weren't prepared when coronavirus hit in March or February or whatever it was? Well, we went into sky-high ridiculous momentum. Like, whoa. Whoa. Because we were ready. You know, people said, oh, I still, I still remember. I won't say who. But there's a coach who went on Facebook and said... Uh, This TikTok thing is ridiculous. Some network marketers are trying to say that you can make sales on it. And I commented back. I said, because we're friends. I mean, you're kind of friends with like everyone when you're at the top, right? And I just said, or at least good at politicking, I suppose. But I just said, uh, (laughs) I just said, hey, man, like, I just want to let you know there's definitely people building real business on TikTok. He's like, no, that's ridiculous. That's That's a kid's app. That's a dancing app. I said, I don't think it is. And now, like, that conversation was maybe April. Well, our team, I think, has nine car earners. That's $50,000 a month only on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now for the last two weeks. I've got like nine recruits personally in two weeks on TikTok. My customers, maybe like 60 or 70 customers on TikTok. Like, it's real. It's real. So if I know I'm good at social media, which I know I'm good at social media, well, then when a social media platform pops up and I'm like, hmm, okay, let's try it. Right, because that's what I'll double down on. I'll double down on learning how to use another social media platform that I find to be fun. So, what is it? How do you like to build your business? I guess yours might not be internet if you don't have Wi Fi. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> what's crazy is the only thing I've built on is social media. That's I believe it. it. And I. I have to build at certain times during the day when I have a signal and thank God he's over my signal right now. So I could be on the zoom call. Cause usually it drops me. There you go. But I've only built there. And, uh... Oh my gosh. Did she uh, literally just jinx herself? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I had a call come through, come through. I'm like, all right, Jesus, please don't, don't leave me hanging. Um, no, that was going to be one of my questions is I watched your four, two, one video. And that was huge. That really helped my, what I call my side of me have a system. Mm-hmm. And, um, golly, they keep calling. And, uh, it's Vicki, Sean, she keeps calling me. I watched that. I love the four, two, one. I had questions on what days do you do the four? What days do you do the two? What days do you do the one? How do you, <clears throat> what do you do to find your footing on like when you jumped on TikTok? Cause I'm on TikTok. I've only done a couple of things on TikTok. Um, how do you, how do you find your way on that? Is there a, on TikTok? you just go out and 
on TikTok on, on or on TikTok social? Or, um, Instagram. Well, four two one is just you know, a ratio, right? So it's more so because what I find is that most network marketers join their company and they turn into a robot for their company. And so when I gave the four to one ratio, it was just so people have a like a memory and an awareness that you are not just the company. So stop trying to sell on social media. Nobody's going to buy from you. Um, and so I don't I, I don't want to suggest you overthink that. Um, the big thing with with TikTok though is just find out a brand and be congruent with it. So. Like it should generally speaking be like three different parts of who you are. So mine's entrepreneurship, which obviously umbrellas network marketing. Um, and then dog, like dog stuff, like dog mom stuff, um, just in general and, and like whatever. And then, uh, and then ketones, like, so keto diet slash not really keto diet, but like carnivore slash ketones. And so it's cool because I'll then have videos go viral for entrepreneurship and then I'll have a video go viral because I bought my dogs a water fountain, true story. And then I'll have a video go viral because I'm showing, you know, um, going into ketosis in an hour or less. Right. So if you have too much stuff going on, people get confused. Um, but I, I think in general, especially on a platform like TikTok, there's just a lot of fun involved. And I think it's almost more of like a, uh, the calls to action on there are going to be more around follow. And then on top of follow, then from there, you can do things where it's like, oh, if you have a question, you know, um, DM me, you know. Uh, and I like to take that off of TikTok. I like to take that to Instagram or Facebook so you can send links and stuff like that. But in general, 421 is just a ratio. So you don't need to post, you know, if you post more than once a day, well, then it'd be like 842. You know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. just It's just the ratio. So, okay. so do you have like a, time? Uh, are we 20 minutes? Or are we 30 minutes? So how long do we have you for? Yeah, I usually do 20. We can do like five more minutes and I do have to okay. run. Okay, cool. Daniela, I've been the only one asking questions. Do you have questions? You're asking all the right questions. So <laughs> I'm good with it. I'll ask this question. Just Sure. You've got some, you've got some young entrepreneurs. You've got some strong women who who are fearless in their nature. And what you just told them about being diluted, I think that kind of rung a little bell inside of them. So, in your last couple of minutes before you run, what would you suggest to them? What would you maybe wish you would have started earlier, or what 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 advice would you give them right there where they're at now? Because they sit and they look at at you in this awe statement. I know you as this amazing human being first and the money is only because you did what Jim Rohn said you brought value. What would you share with them in the last couple of minutes to, to leave them with the, the motivation so they don't end this and they all come, they come to me and they go, Oh, we had so much to what the hell? <laughs> sure. So, um, I would just say my big shift, and this is something I coach, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, whether you're, you don't even identify as what, I don't even, whatever. I'm so all inclusive, everybody. Okay. All humans. Um, vulnerability is the most powerful thing on earth. So I, I like how Sean's like the Lamborghinis or whatever. And like, I mean, I almost wish you couldn't see part of my house because it's clearly like, Whoa, you got to come see the new house by the way, Sean. But anyway, like I, the only reason I almost wish you couldn't see it is because this is not relatable. And I know that, 
you know? Um, and so I don't talk about the stuff I have hardly ever because I want people to know really where I came from. I tell my story a lot because it's really powerful. It's important to know that I came from poverty. In my opinion, it's important to know that I still have, like, I still have an alcoholic mother. Like it's important that I talk about coming from a family with domestic violence. It's important. Like so many parts of my story that allow people to actually connect with me as a person When I started telling the stuff that I thought, if I tell this story, no one's going to relate. They're going to be like, oh my God, that's so sad. It's the opposite. You know, whether, and I'm not trying to be political of like the Me Too movement or whatever. I'm just saying like, when you tell your story, like the stuff you think is like so ugly, no one can relate. Oh my God. Everybody says, whoa, me too. Like if I, if, if, wait, what? If she could hold on a minute. It changes everything. Like your ugliest stuff. Someone's gone through that. You are not alone. Trauma is not unique. Um, I have a friend who just got re-diagnosed with cancer the other day. And he's been very open with me about all of it. He was only 38. This is the second time he's gone through 12 rounds of chemo already. He's going to have to go through chemo and radiation again. Get his spleen removed. Like the whole nine. It's crazy. And finally, you know, because he did the Mr. Tough Guy thing. But we as women do the Mrs. Tough Girl thing. We do. We don't tell our story because of that. Finally, he opens up to me about all of it. You know, after, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't take that long, but it took a couple days, you know? Finally, he sends a voice message. I'm sorry, I'm scared. Like, I'm really scared. Like, why is this happening again? I don't know. Like, what, you know, just opened up. And I'm like, that makes you so much more powerful to me. That makes you more of a man to me. That makes me trust you more. So think about that in business. If you'll open up and you'll say the ugly truths about what got you where you actually are today. Why do you really work so hard, Rhonda? It's not just because you're good at sports. Stupid. Lies. You lied to me. You know, like there's something in there. Totally. And even back then, you only competed in sports because you were trying to prove something to who? I don't know who it is, but you know who it is. I don't got to know nothing about you. I know that's a trauma story. So why? Tell that. Tell that to all the women and men on your team that are looking up to you and they think you're perfect, but they don't know that the reason you're driven is because X, Y, Z happened to you when you were four years old. That's the real truth. And as soon as I started just being honest about who I am, people came to me in droves because I became a safe place for them. And we need more of that in this profession. I tell you what, this is not... This is not what network marketing was even five years ago. I promise you it is not the same it was even five years ago. It's not. Now this is relationship equity. Now this is who who genuinely cares about me? Who can I actually connect with? It's becoming a really, and I don't mean this in like a women way. I mean this in just an energetic way. It's becoming a feminine profession. And that is beautiful. Because if you can mix the masculine of the drive and the money and the success and the power with the softness of caring about people, game over. And that was my big shift. And now you know why I love Jesse Lee. When I first moved to Texas. So uh, I owe him a favor and I said, oh my gosh, absolutely. I would love to help you with this. And so that's exactly what I did. I went ahead and jumped on the call uh, and it's awesome. The girls ask me a lot of really good questions about my business, about how to succeed, about all kinds of uh, 
there's a bit of vulnerable stuff. And I will tell you, I know you stay to the end anyway, but stay to the end on this episode. This episode is really, really powerful. Um, I'll just give you like a spoiler alert. The women were like sobbing at the end. So uh, as you guys know, if you've been listening to me for a while, I say sometimes God speaks through me. And that was just one of those moments. And I think it's really powerful. So today's reviewer of the show, if you guys can do all all do me a favor and just stop for a second and subscribe to the podcast, I would appreciate that. If when you're done, if you get value, if you can take some time to leave a review, I would appreciate that. And if you want me to train your team of uh, your teams of 30 or more people, all you need to do is email ask, A-S-K, Jesse Lee, like my name, at gmail.com. And I would love nothing more than to train your team on any topic you want. Make sure to connect with me over on Instagram at I'm Boss Lee. And you can do Facebook as well if you want to, just Jesse Lee Ward. It really is me you're talking to. So today's reviewer of the show is Rebecca B with a crown, the bomb, five stars. Every morning I listen to the People's Mentor because Jesse Lee fires me up and is a great way to start my day. Her energy wakes me up and gets me ready to tackle the day. I can definitely feel a difference if I miss a day. I recommend constantly to everyone who will listen. I love it so much. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy this episode of the show. Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. Call me hashtag boss Lee or the people's mentor. And this is episode 240 of the show. This is super cool. I have a really good friend, Sean, and he asked if I would jump on a call uh, with two of his up and coming leaders. And Sean's actually somebody who moved me into my actual home. 